I leave to go home, get a text from a teacher. Teacher says, your grill is outside. I go back to the campus. I put that grill back in the building, and I go back home, only to find out that he came back up to the campus and wheeled my grill back outside. Do you want to talk about fury? He comes storming into my office, and he's, he's pretty hot. I, that might be the reddest I've ever seen his face. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Quality of Life Podcast. To the Quality of Life Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1, the Quality of Life Podcast. I'm Justin Key, and today I'm joined on the podcast by Dwayne Parker and Donnie Davis. They're going to share a story with you today from an interaction that they had when they both worked at the Lancaster campus. I asked them to share this story, one, because I think it's a funny story, but two, it's also a great example of what happens when we get lost in our own emotions and we fail to seek out common ground when we're working with one another. Okay, well, I think uh, to start off, I'm gonna let you guys know that I, I contracted for 25 years, so I was kind of set with a with a, a different kind of work ethic because I worked alone a lot of the time. So coming into the school and having all these people around me was a uh, was a very different situation for me. So it was it was a little bit of a rough start for me, but but what I did you, so what do you mean rough start? Well, you know, uh, I guess some teachers were going to Sean saying, hey, you know, this guy's not approachable. He you know, he always looks like he's mad or ticked off about something. And, <laughs> you know, so Sean, Sean had to come down and, and kind of give me some coaching and, and, and help me through this. So that probably happened a few times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, like I said, it was a rough start. But we, we got through it. And so me and Parker, you know, we, we had a pretty good relationship. You know, we had our moments uh, no different than anybody else. Yeah, so it's uh, it's the end of the year, and he's cooking for the staff. He's cooking for everybody. And, it's like uh, field day, all the events right, that happened that last week right. or two of school. Exactly. He gets everything done that day, and I, I just, I'm going about my own business. I'm in my office. You know, it's probably about 530. It's kind of late in the afternoon, and I smell, uh, I smell something like the hot dogs and burgers. And I thought, wow, that's really close. And so I step out of my office, and... Uh, I go downstairs and yeah, it's right. It's right in the middle of the kindergarten hallway. Uh, so I set the I set the grill outside. He sees the grill outside. I guess he's getting on his way out. I guess he was leaving. He drives around, sees the grill. It's outside. Comes up to my office. Says, hey, look. He goes, uh, you know, that's a new grill. I want to keep that inside the building. And I said, well, you can't do that. You got a you got a propane tank on it, and it's hot. I said, that's you know, it's just a, it's a safety situation. He tells me, he said, well, he said, look, he goes, this is a new grill. I want it inside the building. And I said, all right. Okay, so we had a field day cookout. It was a tradition. It happened way back at, you know, we started this in 07 when we opened the campus. Um, it would occur in May. Eventually what we did is we moved our field day to the last week of school uh, because the last week of school, you know, I mean, books are checked in, grades are done. 
So you, you basically fill these days. So we moved our field days. Well, in May, your teachers, your administrators, you know, your facilities crew, every, everyone's exhausted. They're exhausted. They're done. And so how can we serve all these people in a special way? So we came out with our field day, you know, cookout. Well, the field day lasts over two days. One day is K-3, one day is 4-6. But regardless of if you're going to participate in the activities, I grilled enough food for everybody, okay? So if it's not your day, that's okay. I mean, when I say everybody, I mean, we're talking facilities. We're talking teachers. We had athletes from our high schools come help us, and we cooked burgers for them. And so what I would do is I would grill the burgers. I would grill hot dogs. I would grill hot links. We would have staff members who would be cutting tomatoes, splitting heads of lettuce, uh, putting out the cheese, the mayo, the ketchup, the pickles, all the fixings and stuff. You know, we're icing down cold drinks. We've got sodas and waters. And at the end of the table, of course, you got cookies. you got to have dessert, right? So then, I mean, this became such a tradition that I knew who wanted burnt hot dogs. I knew who wanted melted cheese on their burgers. They wouldn't eat their burger if I didn't toast their bun. So this is like a big deal, man. Well, one year we get a new head of facilities. Okay, so this was his first field day, and and so here's our new head of facilities. You know, he, he pays attention to details. He's got stuff going on. So day one's over. We're wheeling all the coolers into uh, this room to store for day two. You know, here I am. So I'm scraping the grill, and I'm bringing in the building. So here comes our new head of facilities. So Donnie comes walking in, and he says, uh, "That can't stay here." What are you talking about? He said, the grill can't stay here. You're going to have to take it home, something to that. And so I'm like, that's not happening. But that's, that's not happening. So he proceeds to tell me, look, you can't keep the grill here. And he starts going into some things. Well, he starts getting pretty aggressive. And I'm not one to back down as well, okay? So I'm like, I'm getting pretty heated. And I basically just say, look, the grill stays, Okay. It's not going anywhere because I'm cooking tomorrow for all staff, including your team, which is our team. Grill stays, and I just walk off. I'm, I'm, I'm done, okay, because this is, this is not being productive, so I split. Well, <clears throat> call me what you will. You know, I, I do remember saying that. Call me what you will, but the grill stays, okay, and so I walk off. And he was pretty heated. He stood there, and, you know, he was mad. I was mad. But let's just separate. Day two is fine. I mean, he was helping out during the field day. He was uh, participating. Everything was good. Day ends. We have another conversation. In that conversation, it was somewhat heated again um, because once I found out he put that grill outside on day one, don't do that again. Leave that grill in this building, okay? And he just stared at me. He didn't say anything. And I said, but I'm telling you, leave the grill in the building. I leave to go home, get a text from a teacher. Teacher says, your grill is outside. I go back to the campus. I put that grill back in the building, and I go back home, only to find out that he came back up to the campus and wheeled my grill back outside. Do you want to talk about fury? So he leaves, I finish up my work, and I stick the grill outside. And uh, Wait, what were you thinking? Like, you guys had that conversation, he wants it in the building, you want it outside. What's your processing there? 
Well, my processing was I was strictly thinking about the safety of the building and uh, not really even giving him any kind of consideration at all. I just, to myself, thinking, I'm going to put that grill outside. That's, that's where it needs to be. So I put it outside. Well, the next morning when I came back into work, he comes storming into my office. And he's he's pretty hot. Not that might be the reddest I've ever seen his face. <laughs> uh, okay. And he's he's uh, yeah, he's 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 hot. So he said, "I thought I told you he was going to leave that grill inside." And I said, "Not with a propane tank on it." Yeah, I, I'm again. I'm thinking of the safety of the building, and you know that he's thinking. I'm sure it's it's his personal grill number one, and it's brand new. Right. So now he had brought it up there, right, like borrowed it, a vehicle right. or something like that. But matter of fact, I think he we're the first ones he cooked for. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, it was a brand new grill. So day two, he's cooking again. And, um, and I thinking to myself, well, you know, surely he's not going to put it inside. We'll, we'll put it in the fenced area out there. And so he comes to my office, look, he says, I'm, I'm putting this thing in, inside there and I'm telling you it's going to stay in the building. He goes, and I'm telling you, that's the way it's going to be. And I said, no. I said, it's, it's going to go outside. I said, unless you want to take the propane tank off it. I said, it's going outside. I said, it can't be hot. So he kind of storms out of the office. And um, we um, we go about our day. And um, at the end of the day, sure enough, that grill's inside the hallway. So I think to myself, I'm, I'm not going to allow that. I don't know if he was testing me or kind of <laughs> You thought, felt like he was testing you? Yeah, I just kind of, I, I, I felt like he was just kind of trying to push me around a little bit. I'm just thinking of the safety side of it. So I, I set the grill outside. I didn't, not knowing that he was still there at the building, I, I put it outside. And uh, so he finds it outside and brings it back in and tells me, he says, I'm telling you the grill is going to stay inside the building. We kind of, we kind of, I just kind of went along with him and knowing that in, in my heart, I'm going to put the grill outside. I just don't want the propane. The propane was the biggest issue for me. And he, uh, put the grill back inside and then he left. I put the grill back outside not long after he left and he came back. He came back later. I don't know, maybe an hour later, he came back and checked <laughs> and he, uh, he put the grill back inside. Well, I wasn't in the building because I had left too. He put the grill back on inside, and I, I came back up later that night to uh, address an issue with the cleaning. So I, I went down the hall and saw the grill, and I actually stuck it out in the parking lot this time, not by the door, but I actually put it in the parking lot. I was, I was pretty upset. I finished up what I needed to do there and, and went home, and it, and it bothered me. All the way home bothered me enough that I, I actually had a conversation with Kathy about it. I was telling her what we what we were kind of disagreeing about. She asked me. She goes, "What's he cooking for?" I said, well, "He's cooking for all the staff." And she goes, "Did he cook for your staff too?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, he cooked for us." And she said, "Well, she goes, why didn't you just clean the grill up for him, pull the tank off, and and let him keep it inside?" she goes, he cooked for you, right? I said, yeah, he cooked for us. I said, she was, that's the least you could have done for him. And I said, no, no. I said, the girl's not staying in the, staying in the building. She said, well, she goes, look. She goes, he went out of his way and cooked for you guys. 
you could do something back for him. And I thought to myself, yeah, I, I kind of, I was kind of mixed. I, 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 you know, I said, well, you know, I, I thought about it and thought about it when I went to bed and thought about it when I got up and I thought, yeah, you know what? I, I probably should have. Was it one of those moments where you're thinking, I'm not really wanting to admit I'm wrong here? Yeah, you know, that used to be pretty tough for me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's tough for all of us Yeah, at times. So, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. So I, I, I told myself, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing. And so the third day he's cooking, and, and that's what I did. I pulled, the, I pulled the tank off. He said he wanted to keep it inside. I said, yeah. I said, uh, you keep it inside. Uh, we're going to pull the tank off. We're going to put it in the fenced area. I said, but we, uh, we actually pulled the, um, the tank, I mean, the, the grill down to the tunnel, into the uh, facility closet down there. That way it's just not in anybody's way. So you found a compromise, worked it out? Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know. Took you a few days to come around to that? Yeah, it did. I fully expected day three, like, we're going to have this thing out. Like, like words are going to be exchanged. We will never be able to return from this <laughs> point. Like, it's, we're not, we're not going to be able to come back from this point. Dwayne, what would you say has been your greatest takeaway from that interaction? I think my greatest takeaway was just humility. Because I went to Miss Geneva and I told her, hey, thank you for cleaning my grill. That was Thank you so much. Um, I did not expect that, you know, and she's like, I didn't do anything to your grill. And Miss Geneva said it was Donnie. Donnie did it. Okay. So at that point, really what hit me was humility of, yes, he was in my face. I was in his face. We were argumentative for a couple of days. I was adamant about my stance. He was adamant about his stance. But when he did that, it was just a sense of humility. I, I, I should have been more humble. I should have been more giving of trying to find some type of alternative. You know, hey, Donnie, okay, where, you know, I should have just asked, where's an acceptable place to put this thing? Okay, it needs to stay on campus, but where, where would be acceptable for you? I, but I didn't do that. I took my, I stood my ground. He stood his ground. So in the end, I think humility was my greatest lesson of just, um, you know, I read a great book by Stephen Covey called The Third Alternative, you know, and the premise is there's yellow people and there's blue people and that you take your side, right? And, and so, but in the end, if you can find green, what's the third alternative, right? Then, then sometimes you got to do that. Well, Donnie went yellow. I went blue, and neither one of us tried to find green. Um, and so I wish, you know, so that, that's what it was. Once I found out he cleaned the grill, humility was the big one. I should have said, hey, where's an acceptable place, you know? He probably would have said, put it by the trash can, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, but maybe we would have found somewhere, in, you know, in the back hall or somewhere else in the building that – would have been acceptable to, to both of us, but humility was, was my lesson. Because finally, by that third day, he cleaned it, took the propane tank off, sat it inside, and you guys, he kind of, you could see the kind of compromise running through his head as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Once I, you know, once I learned he cleaned it, I mean, and when I say clean, I mean like the grates were spotless, the inside was spotless, the outs, the exterior. I mean, I've cleaned grills before. I know, I know the effort and the time it took for him to do this, yeah. and so that's what really humbled me was, you know, this this man who I've been arguing with for two days took the time and the effort to do this. Um, I didn't know why, because the two days leading up to it were they were not suggesting he's going to clean this grill. Okay, <laughs> that, that that was not being suggested. As a matter of fact, I thought we were going to have a pretty rough last week of school. You you show up, you pick up the grill. It's been cleaned. It's spotless. When when do you and Donnie have another conversation after that? I don't recall the 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 next conversation. I do recall um, that that feeling of humility, and I really need to you know apologize and tell him you know thank you for for what you did uh, because I know that took a lot of effort and time and. Um, I do remember sharing with my wife um, that he did clean the grill, and based on the two days before, it had to have taken a lot for him to do that um, because he look, he was hot at me for two days. I was mad at him for two days, but once he once he you know did that act of cleaning the grill, I, I thought that took a lot for him, you know, and so. I need to apologize. Donnie, what was, what's been, or what was your, kind of your greatest takeaway? Obviously, uh, when I think about uh, self-management, I, I think about how I handled that situation, and, and I was wrong from the start. Yeah. How I, how I talked with him, how I, my conversations with him, try to understand where he's coming from and then and then see that if there's a way that we can work a compromise uh for the both of us that that satisfies both sides uh but that wasn't me 10 years ago and uh that wasn't me six years ago i mean this is this is something that's taken me a lot of time uh life school has taught me a lot and it's it's a it's a different life for me now even even kathy's told me she goes you know she goes you really have changed quite a bit she goes, she goes, there's stuff that you do now that you would stand firm that you wouldn't do. And uh, just uh, my actions with, with everything now, I want to be a good listener, understand their side of the story, and then what needs to be done, and then find out if there's a compromise that, you know, if we can do it, we'll do it. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned self-managed. Any of the other life leader attributes stand out to you through this process? Uh, yeah, the self-aware, which... Obviously, over time, I've I've learned from from that situation because that's yeah. that's one that's stayed with me, and I would definitely be more sensitive, help him resolve his issues. I think about the the humility part too, knowing now that I was wrong and being able to say that. Love my job, love the people that I work with, and and it just I, I'm learning every day, uh, and I'm trying to grow with all the staff trying to help them through their day, get things done and, and hopefully make it through another day. Just, I'm always looking for the next day. I love the similarities in this story. It took both parties 
having a conversation with someone outside of the conflict to gain perspective. Sometimes you have to give yourself time to process through bad interactions and think about how to make it right, how to be humble, extend an olive branch, and break that cycle of bad communication. If you enjoyed this story, let us know. Leave a comment, a five-star review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you have a great story you'd love to share, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. And until next time, how can you improve someone's quality of life?